Thanks for listening to this segment of the Beyond the Game program. We do hope you enjoy it. Just a reminder that the show is listener-supported. Your financial gifts and prayerful support are critical in helping us air this program and bringing the gospel to thousands of people around the world through Sports Talk Radio. Find out more at our website, btgprogram.com. And once again, thanks for listening. Janine Turner is an Emmy-nominated actress, perhaps best known for her role in the television series Northern Exposure. She's appeared in numerous other shows and movies, has hosted a radio talk show. She's an author. Believe it or not, she's a longhorn cattle rancher. She's a much sought-after public speaker. I could go on and on. Probably her favorite role is as a mother to her daughter, Juliet. She joins us now on the BTG studio line. Janine, thanks so much for coming on. It is an honor to have you on the show. Well, thank you. It's a it's an honor to to, to be your guest today, and especially during this holiday season and right before Christmas and Christmas Eve and the day before Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> Like me, so many people, they know you, they loved you as Maggie O'Connell on, on Northern Exposure, but they may not be aware of, of the many other things that you've been involved in and are involved in. Can you update our listeners? What's currently taking the bulk of your time? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm my daughter. You know, I'm a, single, I'm a single mother, so raising my daughter was always God first. My daughter, you know, up there, uh, second after God. God always has to be first, right? Um, number one priority in my life. And uh, she's in college now, so this has opened up a lot of uh, avenues and time for me. I'm, 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 uh, have a manager in Hollywood now, so I am auditioning again. There's talk of a reboot of Northern Exposure, which would be super, super cool. But in the meantime, you know, I have a foundation constituting America. Uh, that I founded and co-chair currently, um, which is to teach kids, primarily kids all over the country, about the nonpartisan relevancy and importance of the United States Constitution. And that, uh, people can check that out, by the way, at constitutingamerica.org. But I also, um, gosh, you know, I, I, I give speeches all around the country, and uh, I have... Um, I'm doing a Front Porch Philosophy YouTube series and a God on the Go daily podcast, which is one minute for inspiration. And I have two new books. So there you go. I know you're very passionate about the U.S. Constitution, as you just mentioned, so much so that you founded Constituting America. You educate Americans about the Constitution, the liberties that it provides and it protects. This brings you into a lot of schools around the country. What's your favorite part about teaching young people about this very important document. I absolutely love going into the schools and giving my speech to the kids. You know, I, I'm an actress, so I always keep them, uh, I always perform for them, make sure they're having a good time. We give out lots of prizes, and it, we have an amazing contest for these kids. And uh, they win money and prizes and trip a trip to meet a mentor in their field. And we, then we promote their careers. A lot of our song winners um, we promote, and uh, songs about the United States Constitution have actually been uh, heard. Are their songs that they they wrote? We reproduce them for them. We re-record them for them. Have had like forty five million impressions across the country on wow. sixty five radio stations, and the public service announcements that they do um, have reached seven million households. So you know we. We really promote their careers, so it's really amazing. I love, I love watching and how children's minds click. And I find that when I can explain to them that the Constitution is a document that gives them tools in their toolbox to empower them, 
um, that they can actually create an amendment process through the First Amendment right. The 27th Amendment was actually done by, was the movement was started by a 19-year-old, Gregory Watson. And so they're not too young to, to really have an impact. I teach them how to call their representatives and, and that they hire them and they can fire them and they pay for them to be there. And, and so it's really, really empowering. And then if they win the contest, to watch these kids get so excited to go on these trips with us and then to have to ha- for us to be able to help them with their careers. And we do this with STEM, too. We, a lot of our STEM winners have started in a documentary that was in five theaters last year. I don't know of any other foundation that offers so much. It's very exciting. I just love dealing with kids. One, one, of, uh, one of the schools where I spoke with the charter school is called the Barack Obama Male Leadership Academy in South Dallas, and these kids are always amazing. I've, I've been spoken there four years in a row, and one year, two of their, three of their you know, students won. But uh, after I gave a speech this year, they were talking on another topic, and one of the students said, well, Ms. Turner, maybe we can start a petition, because Ms. Turner said we can always start a petition. I'm like, yes, it's working. So I, I think that it's to empower the kids, you know, in a nonpartisan way. It's exciting. Janine, I, I think it might be a result of my Christian faith. I tend to hold to more conservative values, though, I have several liberal friends, and sometimes they try to bait me into an argument that the Constitution's outdated, that it needs to be interpreted in light of today's culture. Do you ever hear similar things in your travels, and, and how do you respond if you do? Well, um, I respond in many different ways, one of which, you know, it's really interesting to watch people who are of a, a liberal mindset, progressive mindset especially, that want to uh, kind of throw out the Constitution, how much they love it, when someone like Trump is in office, you know, it's so funny that the, the first thing they quote is the United States Constitution. So I, I talk about the fact that the Constitution is a document that limits power, uh, that prevents tyranny. The checks and balances are, are what preserves the freedoms that we love so much to say the things that we want to say and do the things that we want to do, and that that's not outdated. That actually protects us and protects those rights that give us our power. So. Um, I don't really understand that concept, why anyone could think that that was, that was the case. And in, in regard to the outdated, that's what the amendment process is for. Um, the, you know, our founders knew when they launched the United States Constitution that there were many, 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 many things that would have to be changed. They knew slavery would have to be overcome. They knew that women would want to vote. They knew, but they gave us the platform and the foundation, and they gave us the window of the amendment process. And, you know, it can be done through Congress, which everyone has so far, or it can be done through a convention of states. So so it's a laziness, um, I think, on, on people's parts who just want to or, – or a lack of knowledge uh, for people who just want to throw it out. Because if you want to change, you are capable of making that change to the Constitution through the amendment process. And the amendment process is something that really does continue to be respected. Our amendments are definitely respected, more so than just legislation. But that's one of the things I try to teach the kids is like they a lot of times the, this generation, they think that they just need to go out and protest. I'm like, protest is fine. It's one of your, as long as it's peaceful, it's one of your rights. But but that's not really long-lasting. Long-lasting is policy, is, is legislation. But that can always be overturned. But an amendment is always there. So it's just perhaps a lack of knowledge. We're talking with actress and author Janine Turner. So many celebrities have found it fashionable to bash our president. They make, you know, ridiculous claims. I'm sure you've heard him. He's not their president. And a number have even threatened to leave the country, though I, I doubt any actually have. You've been involved in the in entertainment industry for many years. 
Why do you think Hollywood goes so left? Lack of knowledge, primarily, I think. I think uh, uh, an adherence to dogma, um, and because the Democrats are the hip and cool crowd, and everyone wants to be part of the hip and cool crowd, and because they want to get work. And the people that don't follow that, you know, that, that want to swim upstream, you know, they that they they can lose their jobs and lose their work. So it's it's sort of a fear tactic uh, for a lot a lot of the people and others. I I I don't know. I, I would like to think at heart that everyone really loves the country, but uh, you know, my daughter was at a school where where ninety five percent of the kids were liberal, and she she engaged in a, uh, some this guy had been eluding her, a bit rude to her, and she finally engaged in a conversation with her. Uh, politically, because my daughter's written all these books about our Constitution rocks and whatnot, so everyone knew where Juliet stood. And they had a conversation, and she got in the car later, and she said, Mom, uh, it was really amazing. You know, we, we think so differently about politics, but we found 5% of the things upon which we could agree, hmm. and now we're friends. So I think more and more we all need to focus on, you know, the things that we, the 5% where we agree and build on that, instead of finding our differences. We're honored to have with us the wonderful Janine Turner. You did one of those I Am Second videos. You talked openly about your struggles with alcohol and how God's faithfulness was what delivered you from that dark place. And I imagine because of your political views and because of your openness about your faith that you continue to come under pressures and attacks. Can you share how your faith continues to get you through these battles? God is my everything, and and I've I've been in deep dark black holes where I've reached up for the hand of God many times in my life, and God has pulled me out of them. And I I constantly seek God, I seek for higher enlightenment, and I do that through many many different ways. You know, one is through a twelve step program, and I never did drugs, but but I uh, drank alcohol, and and I got sober when I was twenty three years old because I I really had a true understanding of the demise uh, and the the, uh, the fact that, that the disease is inherited. So I had a pretty good picture, and I didn't want to go down that road again. So I got sober. I walked into a, a 12-step program room when I was uh, 23 years old all by myself. And so that that's a wonderful program that gives 12 amazing steps for finding God, to turning my will over to the care of God, to, uh, to taking an inventory every day, and when I'm wrong, promptly admitting it. Um, it's really a beautiful, amazing, amazing. You know, all a lot of us say in the room, most of us old, but you know, we, what we thought would be the worst thing to happen to us ended up being the best thing to ever happen to us. And so that's one avenue. The other avenue is the Bible. I read the Bible every single day, um, and I try to do my twelve step both through the twelve step program, but also through my faith. You know, how can I be of service? And I I flounder and I fail and I. I get all, you know, I can pick myself back up because, you know, we're all just human, but I strive. I strive to remain connected to God through prayer and meditation, which I find that when I can focus on the Word of God, just the act of, of not reaching for the phone the first thing in the morning, but to reach for the Bible the first thing in the morning, uh, to reach for a daily devotional first thing in the morning, because uh, we're inundated by negativity and people that make a big, huge profit on keeping us churned up. And we just need to, in my opinion, for me at least, I have to put God first. You mentioned uh, reaching for a daily devotional. You actually have started an inspirational devotional every day called God on the Go. Is there a backstory to that? What moved you to decide to share a daily motivational? You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, 
it, you know, I find that through every difficult time I go through in my life, through every challenge, through every sort of darkness or every sort of attack, uh, it, if I can just get through it, and then on the other side, um, if I stay focused on God, God will always sort of speak to me and give me a new sort of stair step of enlightenment and a new a new way to express that. And um, I had this incident where, where I was being falsely kind of fake news, falsely attacked. And to get through that, uh, I sought some uh, opinions. And one guy was talking about, you know, starting this kind of thing. And I, it was very vague and not, not a devotional at all, but just sort of, getting them maybe a YouTube channel out there and doing things. And so one day I just sat up and I believe God spoke to me. And um, I've often thought about going into uh, to divinity school and whatnot. I thought, how could I, how could I do this? And I thought, wait, I can do a daily podcast with a devotional. And my daughter came up with the name God on the go. And then the other one, one day I just sat up and said, God spoke and said front porch philosophy, because I was reading this wonderful book on philosophy that breaks down all the philosophers from Socrates to Sartre. And um, I thought, this is the kind of conversation that we need in our lives, you know, to get away from all the negativity and to have some front porch philosophy and have friends come over and, and just talk talk uh, about some of the sides of politics and all the negativity. So these two projects just started. And so I, I awaken in the morning now and I read the Bible and whatever I, I uh, grabs me, so to speak, whoever the Lord speaks to me, I then pick up my phone and I record my God on the Ghost. And I also, if anyone wants to sign up for uh, to get these daily by God on the Ghost through email or through uh, text, they can go to JanineTurner.com and sign up for the newsletters and for text, and I will put them on the list and they can get them every day. And then my new book, which is going to be out probably by the time, uh, by, by this by this weekend, um, is going to also be on Amazon. And it's going to be a three, it, it is a 365 daily devotional wisdom for each day and it's it's uh, a collection of philosophers and leaders and you know, i inherited it um i found it an old dusty trunk from my eccentric wonderful uh, great great grandfather so that's going to be a lot of fun as well you you mentioned you've written a number of books and in not that you're le- not the latest one that's going to come out but the one right before that you identify a link between depression, drug use, and even suicide with an unhealthy addiction to technology and social media. Can you talk about that book for a moment and how important it is to actually be aware that they're of the negative influences of being overly uh, attached to social media? Yes, and that's my artificial intelligentsia versus primal sense. And what I'm saying with artificial intelligentsia is like artificial intelligence, and we're all fascinated with that. But the artificial intelligentsia is like an elite group of people who are absolutely manipulating our lives. And we don't really realize it because all these gadgets we love so much. And you know, I love them too. I'm not saying people should throw it all out. I mean, I love Amazon. I love FaceTime with my daughter, and I love the text, right? But but there's a manipulation going on um, with their points of views that are uh, permeating our lives, and with this, and they, and and the former president of Facebook, and I quote this in my book, actually talked about the fact that they knew they would get us addicted to Facebook, and they knew it could have a detrimental effect, and it would change community and society forever. And so more and more studies are coming out saying how detrimental Facebook are, how actually people are depressed more than they are uplifted after looking at it, and that children especially are very susceptible. Um, and if you think about it, uh, and they want to keep us stirred up, and they want to keep ne- negativity going, and, and actually Facebook will actually gear towards you 
information, what they think you want. Like I have 127,000 followers on Facebook, but they only send out what I post to like maybe 2,000 people because they block it. So it's very manipulative. Um, it's, a, it's an algorithm. And, and so we have to be careful as intelligentsia and, and find, and, and I believe we have to go back to our primal senses. You know, the primal senses of nature, of God, of of uh, all all of these all these different steps that I that I lay out, these different senses, going outside, exercising, get, getting back to what our bodies we're not we're not made to sit behind steel all day long, and so we really have to combat it. And I do think it creates a, a very unhealthy relationship for uh, America right now. Once again, we're talking with Emmy-nominated, three-time Golden Globe-nominated actress Janine Turner. We all have different stories, Janine. For some, it's when they were young. For others, it's older as a result of different circumstances. But I love hearing people's stories about when their faith first becomes real. Would you share with us how your faith in Jesus first became real in your life? Well, I, you know, Dustin Hoffman, not to quote Dustin Hoffman, but that his career was a series of breaks. You know, it wasn't one big break. And I, I see my faith that way. You know, I believe that, that God, and a lot of people feel they had this kind of uh, pivotal moment. But for me, it's been a continually deepening walk, um, bit by bit by bit. And I believe I have felt God in my presence since I was a little girl, getting me through all kinds of situations. And my great-grandmother was a pillar of the Baptist church, and my grandmother was my mother was Baptist. My dad was Episcopalian, right? So, um, and then I just completely, the more that I seek God, um, I, I think there have been uh, times in my life, you know, early sobriety. And then, uh, when my, when I discovered I was going to be a single mother, because who really ever has designs to be a single mother, right? Um, I sought God even on a more deep level because I knew it was going to be God and God with us to, uh, my daughter and I, and to, to get us through those challenging times of being a single mother. So that was another era. After 9-11, which was before my uh, my daughter was three, um, that was another time that um, I started on a year. Um, and now, of course, I continue to read and read and read. So every every challenge takes me on a deeper walk and a deeper faith. And, and I just, uh, the more I seek God, I, you know, I think God is always there, but the more I seek Him, the closer I become. So it's it's just been a, a real journey for me. Um, I was baptized in the Baptist Church when I was 15. To me, that's just sort of uh, I was baptized in Episcopalian when I was a child, a younger child. So I, I think that it's it's faith is it's just a continual revelation in the love of Christ. And then when my father died in 2014, I think that was another time um, through that incredible darkness that I've dealt with, where I sought God and had even a, a deeper sort of communication with Him. I like to ask all our guests, uh, how can we pray for you, Janine? Oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I would just pray that um, yeah, I have this, it's based off Isaiah, a, a verse in Isaiah, and I don't know the exact verse right now, but my daughter and I always say, uh, God, may we accomplish your purpose and succeed in the things for which you sent us. And I think that that's a prayer that I wake up every day and can stay focus to achieve God's purpose for my life. I know you're very busy, so I, I thank you for taking time to talk with us. Before I let you go, though, because we are a faith-based sports talk program, our listeners are probably waiting for the Sports Connection. 
So can you tell us a little bit about Janine Turner? Is she much of a sports fan? I mean, being a Texan, I know you're a Texan and you had a role in Friday Night Lights. So is there maybe a football team that's your favorite? Well, I love college football and my father played college football. My father played football for uh, West Point. Oh, wow. So um, I I love college football and Army won this year. So I'm excited about that. And uh, I also love baseball. And I think that... um, we, my daughter's at school in Houston, so the fact oh, yeah, the Houston the Astros. Astros one was a lot of fun. So I, I love I love baseball and I love college football because my dad played college football. Jenny, once again, what's the best place for people to get your books? Right there on your website or through Amazon? Amazon. I mean, I have two other books. One is uh, 12 Amazing Single Mothers, but really they were just amazing heroes, kind of heroes throughout uh, 17th century that's holding her head high. That's going to be out in paperback probably uh, right after the first of the year. Um, and that's that's through many different channels, Amazon being one of them. And then I wrote another book, a compilation of my Federalist Papers essays and and um, things of that nature. And um, that also has a lot of my opinion editorials. And I talk about sobriety. I talk about my father. Um, that's called A Little Bit Vulnerable, and that's available on Amazon. And my two new books, The Artificial Intelligence, yeah, versus Primal Sense, and my new uh, Wisdom for Each Day, it's all available on Amazon. And, of course, JanineTurn.com, if you'd like to sign up to get any of these emails and texts daily. Janine, thanks again for taking time to talk with us. It, it's been a real pleasure to spend time with you today. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity and, and wonderful speaking with you. Merry Christmas. God bless you for all that you do every single day and that the uh, witness that you are being and how you're being a service to the Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. That's Janine Turner. You probably know her best from the television series Northern Exposure. And I tell you, if they reboot that, as she said, I would be thrilled. You can follow her on Twitter at Janine Turner. You can also visit her website, JanineTurner.com. That'll take you to all the books that she has, the daily devotionals. And even if you want to find out more about her foundation, Constituting America, you can go through JanineTurner.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. 